welcome to Into the Mirror, your top podcast for healings, transformations, and brave and very truthful awakenings. My name is Alexander and I will be your host today. So today I wanted to talk about, well, spiritual awakenings like normal, healing like normal. Um, I'm, I was thinking about electromagnetism in the sun and the changing effects on the psyche, but that's a little too advanced for most people. So what we're going to talk about is blame and judgment, forgiveness, and learning to release shame and unworthiness from our ideas and how as we're raised in the dogmatic religions or politi- political countries, it doesn't matter, the dogma of the system. If anyone ever told you that religion is spirituality, no. No, spirituality comes from within and comes from self and unity. It's not from any sort of structure that tells you that you're unworthy without this external, you know, sibling to come save you. It's, it's, it's a sadness because the true inner being, the true inner light, the true inner Christ, the true inner Buddha is you if you accept the truth. It's a, it's a hard thing because we've been programmed to believe in blasphemy we're, we're, I mean, I've heard the most incredible people tell me these incredible things and then just say, but I'm still unworthy to that church. It's like for a long time with my own anger, I wanted to spit and burn down every single church that's been ever built. But I'm probably one of the most spiritual people you'll talk to or meet. And so to understand that paradox is something that I, um, spirituality to me is truly, truly sacred. I mean, it that light that love saved my existence i mean i was i've most people already know i I mean addiction prison all those things happened for me and my family and friends and the religions all tried to help me and i don't believe um religions are inherently bad but religions programmed with shame are shame and guilt i mean anything one with shame and guilt is at too great of cost It's like shame and guilt are the chemotherapy of healing. It might get shit done, but in the end, it's more toxic to your body than that. So this is what I mean. Like there's a cost to everything, right? Like, and when you put your, man, I just thought about all these, these awful experiences for a second. So let me recenter myself. Um, and release my own shame and embarrassment for like losing my train of thought. It's funny. Perfectionism, right? That's something um, in my, ch- the church I was raised in Mormonism, which uh, does a lot of great, wonderful things. And some of the greatest people I know are practice those religions. But I think those people are great because of their own inner divinity, their own connection to God, not because of I mean, honestly, if it has to, if the spiritual thing has to come from like me, I'm outside of you. So if you have to hear me say something to truly believe something, then it's lost. It's a karmic response. It's an outer belief. It doesn't have inner, inner unity. And the goal is alignment, thoughts, words, and actions, which creates this unity of self and other. So religion, I mean, I, for the longest time, um, you know, Mormons are taught like premarital sex is a sin. Um, and believe me, I believe in the sacredness of making love and sexuality, but I, I despise the entanglement of unworthiness associated with sexual things. I mean, teenagers taught that no joke things like 
masturbation, things like sex, things like anything natural, wonderful feelings when guided by light and truth that you're an unworthy being. So me, like a 14-year-old boy with puberty starts experimenting with women and are... <laughs> And all of a sudden, this shame, it, it destroyed me um, because I bought into half of that garbage. I bought into it. And I, it took me a long time to refine my faith and spirit because when you believe something as a kid and then it's like the wool's pulled out from under your eyes, it's hard to trust any spirituality because they all come looking like those evil perpetrators, you know? And Mormonism has a heavy heavy sexual trauma to it. Uh, no matter what people say, the polygamy, the force, the, those types of relationships that were forced. And there's so many, I don't care. Like I've been, you know, to prison. I know how people are. I know what happens when hurt takes over. I know what happens when, you know, pride and hurt take over and hurt people, hurt people. And a lot of hurt people end up enslaving people. It's like, Look at all the people, how we've overcorrected for things in the past through our histories where we've committed full genocides because of that shame. Like that, um, I mean, shame is so, it makes, like, it's challenging. I'm going to have to, I already went running this morning, but I probably have to go walking after this episode because I have had to battle shame. I mean, I've had to find my own worthiness in this sea of darkness, you know, like it, it's so amazing now and it's so beautiful now, but it's taken me a long time to learn what true forgiveness is, what true purity is, what true love is, what true joy is. And I can tell you that it's all from within. I mean, it sounds, everyone thinks that, oh yeah, I feel it in here, but it's all because of out here. No. You feel it in here in the results manifest out here. It's reflected back to you. If you can understand that, that the state you're in takes you to the places, like there's no such things as places. There's just states of mind in infinity. One of the greatest mystical concepts you'll ever learn. So what I said it again, there's no places, just states of mind. So feeling it, experiencing it creates the reality around you if you give it enough time. You know, the what do they say? Neville Goddard, I, one of my favorite quotes is, the only thing that prevents people is poverty, like from fortune and all the good riches. And I don't seek money like that. It just, pff, yeah, I'm going to go seek that bullshit. Not anymore. <laughs> good grief. I'm so grateful to be free from that imprisoning money mindset. But back to reality. <laughs> no, um... I th it took me a long time, you know, to understand this inner world stuff. And I forget still every day I have to meditate and pray and reinforce the understanding that the inner world is the outer world. Like Jesus, Yeshua, I love the ASEAN text and I've studied a lot of the mystic texts. And I can tell you that Yeshua, whoever the teacher truly was, not the political Christian Bloody man on a cross. Sorry, just not how I define spirituality. That's like the old sick way. Like 
And it's a programmed way that that spirituality, that one thing, we're in the place of impermanence. How could you ever think that spirituality would be just one thing? It's infinite, manifest into like a binary linear world. So it's going to have a lot of calcul like different spiritual beliefs that are true. Um, but it took me a long time to learn that shame and blame and forgiveness and honesty and how this works. I mean, I feel my ancestors from the other side that have passed away, my dad being one of them, that died Mormon. His last, I remember my brother told me he called before he went into this coma and my stepmom, who I, I mean, evil, she's sick, hurt person, he hurts people. Um, the decisions made in that event of my life where she decided to pull plugs and do things was he, he might have he was gonna die anyway but the choice is to keep her like to rob the fatherless there's quotes and like to take from the children that just lost their dad that's the type of planet we have and that's what the blame and blame blame and judgment of these religions and political stuff and just hurt does to us I mean, I can tell the truth and say that she acted very evil, but I can tell the truth and say that I've lied and been the same way in my own way. And I forgive her. I just, I don't want anything to do with those situations and those people that stay sick because I was sick and it's gross. Shame is sick. Shame and the trauma and the abuses out there and the things that people put onto others because of their own hurt. Like I know what rage and anger and I mean, every day I get angry. Anger is a tool. It's an energy. And if you move it upwards through the perceptions of consciousness, it's a powerful energy. That's not anger in the end. It's direct, you know, honest truth. Because like for me, I'm so done with the deception. I pretended for so long, like, think about it. Since I was a kid, the Mormon religion, I pretended that it made sense. Like, that no it doesn't like it doesn't not to me not from my experience i had the situations and the trauma that are from my story that are all based in mormonism were the precursors to all my addiction to all those things i now see how one event is tied 22 years later to a closing event and man it's been a battle so forgive me if you feel angry for me talking about, you know, religions, but I consider spirit real. I consider religions an illusion. <laughs> like, I think religions are, are broken. I think they're one of the ways we stay mind controlled. They're one of the egoic ways of existence. Like, think of every old person that says, it was like that in my day and it was better. It's like, okay, well, stay there, dude. Stay there. You know, I myself can't live in that shame anymore because I will kill myself. I truly will die. And if you've been through trauma, like I'm describing, it doesn't have to be some crazy, I was hurt and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm trying to say these words because of triggers, but you know, trauma can be bit Chinese water torture over time. Drip, 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 aggression, drip, you're unworthy, drip, you're a sinner. Tell your bishop all the things you've done wrong. Go to confession. I believe in truth. I honestly do believe that true confession with God and someone you trust is very important. But to tell someone they have to go tell, like in the Mormon church or, or Catholics, I have to go tell this man 
This man I don't know. This man that's part of this community and was elected, if you will. Not, you know, and what the hell are you saying? You know, like that's awful. Like sexual trauma, things like that that happen. And then you have to go tell these men, and I'm telling you that church and all of them will not survive if they keep dividing men and women into separate. Like we are different human beings, but we come from the same spiritual being. There's a, like, it's something I finally learned to honor the divine aspects, mother and father, you know, yin and yang. I'm the son, uh, mother earth, father spirit, or mother spirit, father earth, uh, daughter. I'm the, but you know, what I'm saying is I'm a child of light, a child of God, like you are. And there's no religion required, no, nothing required to access spirit except for letting go that's really where we're like these hot air balloons with weights and those weights are your resentments your anchors these pains but we come from this higher hotter vibration so when we let go of the darker lower stuff we naturally rise grab it you know it's like it just it doesn't take the same work like you don't have to yes i love breathing and kriya yoga and i love meditation and all those things but i can tell you like the healing for me happened so instantly when it happened. It was persistence and accountability. But I had to really get honest with myself. And AA talks a lot about this. And so does like the forgiveness process of, of like the early Gnostic Christians or the, the, the Christianity that I love, which is pre all churches, which means like maybe... <laughs> Right, but when they burned Alexandria down, I figured like, yeah, maybe maybe that's why I'm named Alexander. It's my soul's like, you guys burned my city I love to the ground because it was full of wisdom. Who burned the city to the ground? The Christians. <laughs> and it's so funny because I just laugh because I know the divine, like the inner Christ is no gender. It's a divine. It's hard to accept these things. And they do sound... They, they can seem blasphemous to the ego, but your heart, your heart, if you slow it down and you go inward and you listen and you take time, like mindfulness, just five minutes, you, you start, actually, it's like four minutes, I notice for mindsets to change. Give yourself four minutes of a new mantra and you will see that your body begins to accept it. As So what I mean is, Say like, I am love, I am love, and keep doing it for four minutes and watch how mindset, body, and all changes. You watch how thoughts, words, like actions, like your thoughts to body. Thought, and it takes a little bit of time to manifest. So I have had to forgive a lot of people. And I was always really good at forgiving others, but I could never forgive myself, which means that truly I didn't forgive others because we're all one. And so... I started feeling that and that's why I would go through AA and these, they teach you about resentments. They teach you about all of these different things, which are great things to clear because you learn to see your part. And you also, the good thing about that is you get to see what's not your part. I had this problem of just taking on way too much accountability, which isn't truthful. That's not truthful. If you think that accepting all the blame or something is no. You're not the fucking black sheep scapegoat. Stop like, stop pretending. We all have a part and we all are connected and you can choose to accept it or not, but how what you do, think, and feel affects how others do, think, and feel. 
And it's not that complicated to understand that, like to see vibration in reality. I mean, it's not hard for me to see that. And I'm so grateful for that. And one thing I can tell you is in a spiritual awakening, you go through a purification process. Like if you're like me, you'll have this crazy awakening, maybe a few iterations. What I mean is I had like meltdowns that got drastically worse. Ask this girlfriend or I don't even my girlfriend at the end, but just a friend of mine that I didn't know if she hated me or loved me or whatever, but it was part of the chaos. And she was a person that I did a lot of, I lied to. I was, I felt like I loved her. I felt this divine connection or whatever. I felt unconditional love naturally for her. And I can say that. And I'm so glad and grateful for that. But because of lack of forgiveness, I could never heal. Like I had situations with her that she never um, would let me speak to her, right? I, I talked about closure and forgiveness and I could never get her to like hear me. Like I, she would open up to talk to me after prison, just but just to really let me know how I hurt her, which is okay. That's part of the healing process. But her and I have never had the like honesty, like who I am now would probably, it would be mind blowing and she might slap me, but she would also hug me and be very grateful for him at, you know, but she, because of her defiance to follow my procedure of what I thought healing was from all my meltdowns and all, it's like, who am I to say what healing is? I just knew I'd been through so much bullshit that I knew how I like how to heal stuff or so I thought. So I thought I was forgiving and I thought I was all those things. But I noticed that through this awakening process of purification that I wasn't quite as forgiving as I thought. I mean, I am. But to forgive in the heart and to forgive the mind is the difference between those is time, right? Time and faith and the persistence of vision, the um, to see love. So when I when you get hurt by someone you love, one of the darkest things you do is cut yourself off from love. And I learned this trick that like, yeah, I love these people. And maybe they don't love me, but do I cut that love? Because love is a gift, even when it's felt for others. So I would like block myself from all this magic. And I know she does too. Um, I know lots of people that do this, but because of pain, right? You're hurt. So anyway, I learned this inner world stuff. Um, prison help, jails help because of a time by myself. And then the silence from people that I truly obsessively loved really helped me too but don't tell her that <laughs> no it did help i i did learn how to get closure and healing all by myself um and i know that sounds lonely and like it's unhealing but i guarantee you it's not i i feel so when i went into my heart what i started learning was how to like meditate and to truly heal situations and so i learned like all uh, my i don't want to connect my ex evil and then my ex stepmom, who I just consider not even the same like class of beings, but still part of the, the infinite all, you know, and both I had to forgive for different reasons. And one, I had to forgive for stealing and taking time from my father for, you know, things like that. And my dad had his part too. And that's what I mean about accountability. It's learning what's yours and how to be truthful, and then how to be courageous enough to honor that truth. So I learned that it was easier with my ex Stacy than with my ex stepmom, because I loved 
Stacy. So I used that as like a bridge to healing. So I would close my eyes and meditate. And I started imagining myself just as her, right? Like empathy wise, like I'm her and this gets deeper and deeper, but, and feeling all those loving things I feel about her. And it's hard at first because that one part of you, the, the human part, the animal kind, wants, desires, like, I want to fix this. I want to see her. I want to give her a hug, you know, all that stuff, which is, I had to learn that that's okay. That It's great that I feel that way. I don't have to do anything about it. But so I learned how to meditate and to become one with her. And as I did that, I imagined life being awesome. And I don't mean with me, like some I manifest. No, I mean that she has a wonderful, amazing life. And she gets to be with the people that she chooses, like that she loves, not manic, melting down, spiritual awakening, drug addicted guys that are going to prison. Like I was going to go to prison, like in that whole relationship before it even started, like it was destined. Oh, <laughs> but the way the things that started to move as I started forgiving, because I started taking, it sounds funny, I, as I remove the blocks, as I access that unconditional love, that true compassion, Stacy, I could do it with, she was the freshest hurt. But as I went back through my life and did this with people in my past and men and women too, I, I had this, it weirded me out doing it with men because I felt like I was being intimate, you know, intimate, <laughs> intimate, no, intimate, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, um, yeah, it felt a little like, you know, I, I'm a straight guy and I, I had to learn to battle like those judgments of self, right? That's where judgments and blames. You learn through this purification process just how much love there really is, though. I mean, I started doing this healing process where as I removed the judgments of others, it's like all that power I projected out there. So like my stepmom, Tana, who, yeah awful experience. I think she made awful choices and she was the adult and, you know, but people when they're scared, when they live in urgency, when they live in scarcity, like a lot of women that lose husbands or go through divorces do, they, they're afraid of their survival. So they try to get the man with money. My dad had money. So he attracted that to him and he made some pretty awful choices and that's okay. My dad's passed away and I feel him and I've had some good son father talks from the heart center, from that heart space. And that's the other thing. I was able to learn that that heart space, when you start letting the love in and like really feeling it, it's as it tap your mind and body and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like it's happening for real. So, and it really does become real. That doesn't mean that Stacy will ever see me again or love me, but I do know then I'm healthy and I can support and be loving by honoring her and not causing problems, not doing those things. And, you know, I think it's funny, like I say this all the time, but Stacy is a root of Anastasia, which is the word for resurrection to be the healer. And, you know, that was the point in my life when my awakening occurred. And it's, for me, it's a lot of vibration and there's this awesome, deeper, lesson in things. And the cool thing is, is once you start accessing the heart and brain together and thoughts, words and actions align, so you're not just thinking truth, you're not just feeling truth, you're courageous enough to stand up for truth. It takes time I look at, you know, watch these things like Germany, how 
they were ruled by shame, but end up committing genocide, you know, and that's why healing is so important. If you're living in shame and guilt and anger and frustration, you'll stay there. Like all you do is empower those situations. That's why I fear a lot of times. Like, so the more I'm in faith, one thing that makes me laugh is they have this saying, I don't know what it is now because I'm 36 years old. It's been 20 years since I've really gone into a church with any purpose. Um, they talk about anti-Mormon. Like they make the mantra, like if you research outside the church, it's anti. So like it's a way that your brain gets programmed with this blame and judgment that it's evil. It's like the word blasphemous. If I go, like I say, I'm a divine son of God and I know it. Like people think you're crazy or you're on LSD or both or or you're blaspheming a devil or something. It's just all stupid. I mean, just stupid. It's just straight dumb. <laughs> See, there's my blame and judgment. A little bit of anger. Um, no, it's... I've just learned that if you are on a true spiritual awakening, you'll be able to eventually talk about all these things. You're not going to be afraid of those consequences because you know your thoughts and words and actions are with alignment of your truth and not this deceptive i'm pretending to be any dumbass shit to fit into this world that's full of sick people it's hurt people hurt people sick people spread sickness and learning that thoughts are shared is something that's very powerful like that we the way consciousness works is way more profoundly connected than you think those thoughts you think you're having aren't quite um, the way we're connected and the way the heart field and all that stuff works as encoded is very awesome and super cool and super deep. And I don't need to distract myself with that right now. Um, I had to stop blaming my past. I had to stop blaming anything. So, I mean, like through addiction, I had to stop blaming my detox symptoms as why I felt certain ways I had to go inward and let it all be. And I had to forgive these people. And I openly work on forgiveness every day um, because I could not forgive myself. As I got through shit, things started to come up. So as I healed all those wounds, which were like echoes of the first wound, you know, like so trauma, then echo with drugs, echo with this, echo, so ripples in a pond. And I started backtracking through those. I got back to the core of that issue and it was a, it wasn't, it was a, it was a profoundly powerful heart experience that finally cleared that pain, that finally cleared the, something like that, I, that, that loss, that loss of purity, that loss, the, the illusion of purity, you know, um, it's what I, I finally learned in the, and found that the divine is so much better than what I was taught. I mean, good grief. There actually is wholeness. There actually is love that's real and unconditional and infinite. The people that live in fear and restriction, that's because they're afraid. They're they're afraid of truth. It's hard. When you live in the egoic mind, it's, it is, believe me, I had some crazy meltdowns when mind concepts begin to shatter. You're like, ah! <laughs> you know, and that's why I like, the Gospel of Thomas has its uh, login, and uh, that Yeshua is saying, and yeah, this is one of the books they removed from the 
66, I don't know, is there 66 books in the Bible, the canon, the, the chosen canon of the political dogmatic jackasses? Sorry, but those leaders, they're sick and they spread sickness, but they tell you that you're the cause, you're the unworthy. And it's true, it's all of us is the cause, but we're also the power. So, you know, that's only half the truth, I guess, right? Um, so it says, Logan 2, whoever seeks must continue to search until they find. When they find, they will be disturbed. This is the step of awakening that's hard and purification soon follows. But being disturbed, they will marvel and will reign over all. And that those concepts of awakening that are being laid out there are very profound and consistent. You will be disturbed, but as you walk through the disturbances and you face your fears like the Jedi, you know, the destiny of every Jedi is to face their fears. And I, those stories come from old myths. And so in a sense, you start to see how marvelous it is after that. Like finally those illusions of, wait, this human life is, isn't all that I am. I mean, that if I lose my car, or my house, or my child, or my light, or my life, or anything, I'm still, oh my God, I exist forever. Oh, for me, it was like, oh my God, I really do exist forever. Time's the concept of this world. Ah, what am I going to do? I'm going to be so bored. <laughs> that was like my little child when I was like 11, started thinking about the Mormons' ideas of heaven and hell. It was a place and it was an end. And that terrified me. So that that infinity thing has been part of my building blocks for a long time. But I'm going to tell you that forgiveness. So like I do forgive my ex-stepmom. I do forgive my ex. I do forgive myself for the garbage I pulled. Like I pulled some doozies. I mean, what the fuck was I thinking? Why would it? And the crazy thing is, is like half the lies work because everyone else is in fear. They would have trusted their intuitions. They would have been able to call me right out. But doubt, that's how we're, that's how they, one of the mind control tricks. Think about it. Like you all have powerful intuition, but you never trust it all. You only give trust in sometimes. And the more you trust the heart center, the more you can go into the heart center. And that happens through forgiveness. Like this is one mystical thing I want to explain to people. The heart and the third eye are connected. So the third eye, the pineal gland, if you want to call it that, is part of it, but the third eye is the heart's eye. So think about it. One dimension is also infinite dimension. So when you meditate, your third eye is the, it's the eye of God, the one point of view that's viewing all of infinity. And you have to block, like if you think about the eye and purification, it dirties that third eye. Um, and as you clean your pain, as you forgive and realize the connection and the unity of all, it becomes so amazing. So I have compassion for the people that live in those karmic prisons that terrify me, but other people feel safe in that stuff. There's people that felt safe in prison. I know on myself, I felt safer in my prison cell for a while, you know? So that is something that I think all of us kind of share in a different way. And I mean, for me, it was real and symbolic, but People are afraid to break the mold, to break that limits of their ego, to push themselves forward further and 
to find deeper and deeper truths. I know that I am very grateful for everything I've learned uh, from my spiritual practices, from those religions, because they taught me what I love and a lot of things I don't, things I'm not okay with. And what I find, it took me a while to gain the confidence, but, you know, I finally did. And now there's not any stopping. It's It's a wonderful world. And there's a lot of hurt people out there that need healing. And I'm telling you, healing and healing and healing is possible. Addiction does go away. Things like that bullshit they tell you that it's forever. That's karmic prison. That's part of the fucking lie. The That's a lie. That's what I mean. Like even the percentages, the numbers of addiction, it's all a lie. <laughs> like you go start digging deeper into that stuff and you can see. You can see that it's there's there are great things and great systems, but as a newer as part of this generation, I'm telling you, it's time for all of us to find and be better, to be more honest and truthful, to share more light and unconditional love, and to let go of the fear. The I mean, come on, even Jesus, like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And what do religions and all those things do? Worry, 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 worry. <laughs> So I know for me in my house, and I found truth in my heart, and doesn't my house is with me everywhere I go, and my peace is with me everywhere I go, and yeah, I still start shit with people because I, well, most of the time because I'm immature sometimes, but mainly because I see injustice, and it's time for truth tellers to really be courageous, and that's me. I mean, no more the garbage. So I am so grateful that light and forgiveness and learning that my power is within me that I can't, I can blame these things, but all that does is empower them. So anyway, hope you guys have a great holiday. Um, thanks for listening.